Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet the podcast hosts of Unladylike, Kristen Conger and Caroline Irvin, director and writer Jill Soloway, creator of the groundbreaking and award-winning TV series Transparent, and founder of well-read black girl, Glory Edom. You'll be prepared to smash glass ceilings, defy gender roles, and support diverse voices after listening to these authors share both their own inspiring stories and those of other rabble-rousers and role models. And find out which author's narration experience taught her that she needs to do a few more core strength exercises. Hmm. Enjoy. Hi, this is Caroline Irvin. And Kristen Conger. We are talking about our book, Unladylike, A Field Guide to Smashing the Patriarchy and Claiming Your Space. Why did we write this book? That's a good question, Kristen. I mean, we should probably know by now, (laughs) since we have now written it and read it aloud. That's true. Lots of reviewing. So I think the general idea is that we really wanted to create the media that we wish we'd had, the guide that we wish we'd had when we were younger, just baby feminists emerging from school, entering the world and being like, oh, wow, this is really what sexism is like. Cool. Yeah, nothing in school prepared me for these invisible dynamics of gender. So, Kristen, we just recorded the audiobook, like literally like just recorded it. If you had to describe what it was like to do this in one word, what would that be and why? Daunting. Because we were so in it for so long, and to read it out loud in one fell swoop is a totally different experience. And honestly, I was a little nervous coming in of like, what if we read this out loud? And it turns out it's terrible. But it was fun going back and (laughs) rereading everything and remembering all of the rad women that we were able to include. What about you, though? Entertaining. Because even though this was a really kind of like tiring, long process to sit here and read out loud for hours and hours and hours. And we say this as professional podcasters. Yes. So kind of ironic. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Fully aware. But I will say entertaining because... Kristen, you know, you and I were in our separate corners, in our little holes in the ground for months and months working on this book. And we traded our files. We reviewed each other's work. We worked together. Absolutely. But this is literally the first time that you and I have sat down together and literally reviewed every single word. And it was kind of fun to go through it all with you. Yes. And I would like to amend that going into this process, it was more daunting. Coming out of it, I'm more on the entertaining side now, you know? (laughs) Yes. No, but totally daunting because, again, you worry, like, how many thousands of things did I leave out of this book? (laughs) Yeah. Fortunately, only maybe, like, two or three thousand. Yeah. You know, it could have been many thousands more. (laughs) Caroline, is there a word or phrase you realized you didn't know how to pronounce? Uh, yeah. Okay. So listen, I feel like as someone who reads, this is quite a wind up, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) there are some words that I've just read a million times, but have never had the distinct privilege to say aloud. Can we see if you and I are thinking of the same word and do a countdown? Yeah, I think we are. Okay. Okay. Three, three, two, two, one. Ogle. Ogle. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, walking into this studio, I thought 
that the word ogle was ogle. I thought it was ogle, too. Ogle has played a crucial role in my career. At one point... (laughs) I got in hot water in my youth, and I wrote a column with a headline, Stop Ogling Sarah Palin's Breasts, and my boss was confused about that. Come to find out, I should have said, Stop Ogling Sarah Palin's Breasts. Yeah, and you know what? In realizing that ogle is the correct pronunciation, it also really drove home how many times we use the word ogle in our book. Yeah, It's about three. Was there anything about your narration, Kristen, that you're specifically super excited for listeners to hear? I'm proud of the stories that we share throughout the book of individual women, individual unladylike role models and trailblazers, because those bits were so fun to research. They were so fun for you and I both to write and simply discovering more about women that we may have heard about before, but actually learning details of their lives. You and I always love sharing those kinds of like women's history tidbits with people. So as far as like a storytelling moment goes, I think that listeners are going to have fun with that. I hope that they'll be kind of like the bedtime stories within the book. Yeah, no, I totally agree. That's my answer as well. I'm super excited for listeners to hear these biographies of women, many biographies. They're woven in. It's not like the whole thing is biographies, but it's some really beautiful, wonderful historical context for trailblazing and for activism and for generally kicking ass. They are great examples of this thing that Kristen kept sort of saying throughout the process, which I found really at first, like, I'm not sure what she means, but then it became so apparent the farther into the book we went, which is show, don't tell. And in painting these pictures of these women's lives and what they did and how they did it, it's showing, not telling how to smash the patriarchy. Agree. Caroline, who is your dream narrator, living or dead, if we hadn't read this book ourselves? (sighs) And by the way, James Earl Jones and Meryl Streep do not count. Although, James Earl Jones reading Unladylike. A field guide. James Earl Jones does an excellent Caroline Irvin impersonation, I hear. (laughs) But he's off the table. Yeah. Okay, well, let me think about it for another second. What about you? Samantha B. Oh! Samantha B. Because she is an unladylike rabble rouser, bar none. She is hilarious, also just so astute and quick. And when I was really devastated about the election, which was right around the time when we started actually writing this book. So, you know, good timing. It was Full Frontal and Samantha B and her rage that honestly got me out of bed and got me to my desk being like, okay, I have purpose. Other people are mad too. I got to sting like a bee, just like Sam. Yeah, she absolutely is like a feminist role model for sure. There is someone whom I adore. Someone's voice I just think it's fantastic, and I would love to listen to really anything she says anytime ever. And that is NPR correspondent Ophabia Quest-Arcton. I love her, and she's brilliant, so... Oh, wow, we are NPR nerds! (laughs) Well, Kristen, final question. Yes. Do you listen to audiobooks? Oh, I do. (laughs) I do! What was the last great one you listened to? 
So I loved the audiobook of Dietland, which was written by Sarah Walker and narrated by Tara Sands. And if you want a cross between kind of a fun beach read, but also like a super feminist satire, Dietland is fab. This is Jill Soloway, the author of She Wants It. I really like writing prose. I've been writing over the years, even before the TV show Transparent happened. But when Transparent happened, I really wanted to document the journey, not only of making the TV show, but of becoming a director and also going on my own journey with gender. And then as the world changed post-reckoning, I found that these conversations about how consent and gender interplay were really interesting and important to me. So I wanted to write a book that was interesting and fun, and a conversation starter. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook, I would say I realized I had no core strength because I needed to breathe and stand up straight, and both were really hard. So one of the things I realized when I was working on my audiobook is that I've been pronouncing epic wrong. I thought it was epoch, E-P-O-C-H. You would say, like, this epoch. But that word epoch is actually pronounced epic, the same as E-P-I-C, epic. Huge moment for me. Well, you know, I listen to audiobooks, and when I start listening to an audiobook, I always immediately go and check who is this voice, who is this person, is this the person who wrote it? And a lot of times when it's not the person who wrote it, I get a little stuck in my head thinking about the difference between the way certain sentences were intended and the way they are interpreted. So for me, I feel like if somebody read the book or if somebody wants to hear the book and feel the book straight from my heart, this is a really cool way to do it. I just like the idea that if you listen to the book instead of read it, it's sort of like spending time together, and I hope that's satisfying. If I hadn't read my book myself, hmm, I've been thinking a lot about Gilda Radner. She would have been fun. But maybe somebody like Fran Lebowitz or Lena Dunham. I'd like to find somebody who has a similar rhythm to me. So some other kind of slightly angry Jewess. I do listen to audiobooks, and I just finished listening to Hunger by Roxane Gay, and it was fantastic. Hi, my name is Glory Edom, and I am the editor of Well-Read Black Girl. I wrote my book because I really wanted to give back to the community and pay tribute to the women that really inspired and transformed my life in literature. I thought of Toni Morrison, Maya Angelou, Alice Walker, Gloria Naylor. The names are truly endless. It was inspired by their just genuine love for Black women and their ability to really be role models for so many Black women writers in the world, and I wanted to pay tribute to them. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be invigorating. It was a challenge to read through all of these beautiful essays, and I wanted to give my best self to the process and really meditate on the words that were written. I found it exciting and One of the greatest challenges I've had thus far, writing the book and curating the collection was definitely challenging, but reading it 
silently to yourself and then reading it out loud is two different things. I realized I had trouble pronouncing a lot of the L-Y words. Sometimes I would stumble over like very simple words that you read every day, but you're trying to enunciate and, you know, improve your diction. So when I have to say the word regularly, (laughs) sometimes that would get jumbled a little bit in my mouth. But overall, (laughs) it was a great experience and fun. I'm excited about the stories that really include these small gems from the contributors. There's a moment where Lynn Nottage talks about her godmother, Paul Marshall, or Rebecca Walker discusses her experience reading from her mother's book, Alice Walker. There's so many wonderful small memories that show you how each writer came to their craft and came to become artist. It shows you the memories that informed their practice and made them who they are today. And it feels like a conversation you're having with a contributor. And there's so many like really precious, beautiful moments that you won't find anywhere else unless you're reading this collection and you're participating in this conversation with them. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast, I'm going to say two, the one and only legendary Toni Morrison. It would be so amazing to have her speak the words from this collection. So many of the contributors in this book say her name and mention her and just like pay tribute to her work. And then a really close second runner-up would be Viola Davis. I love the richness and texture of her voice. If I could cast any two people, those would be the two people that I would choose. I really love the audiobook of Jam on the Vine by LaShonda Catrice Barnett. And the person reading the book is actress Felicia Rashad. And she has such a rich and soothing voice that I felt completely transported into the world. I absolutely loved her voice. The story itself is already captivating, but adding Felicia Rashad's voice on top of that, completely just like, I was in love with the story. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.